once again um yeah this is another conversation where my computer uh and therefore me fucked up um so i lost the first 15 minutes of the conversation unfortunately um th- still the con- this is a good a good chat i had with auntie the ceo of visor visor allows you to create web vr experiences without having to code and that's awesome and you should check it out really i i've been starting to mess with it a little bit and i'm really um I, i'm i i am excited for the potential this 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 app has so uh, without further ado uh check out my conversation with with auntie thanks i mean why 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 do this in the first place for you well um basically we have background in in the demo scene and this is like a a community of making like underground audiovisual programming that started in the 80s and we got into it in the 90s so we've been making like this uh, 3d programming and, and graphic stuff you know for a long time and like i said in the beginning we had already started this tool uh back in 2011 and back then the idea was to make a kind of a vjing tool you know for vjing in clubs and 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 making making cool 3d programming on the web Hmm. and uh and then last summer like we started getting interested in in vr our friend had had tried the oculus and he had this vision that okay this is you know it's gonna happen and it's gonna be cool and last summer we we got the dk1 and we started experimenting with it and we just like fell in love with it we we had so much fun making making experiments with that so you know basically we got hooked that's it to (laughs) vr and and i i think pretty much that you know now when i'm making some some cool uh, visual effects like if I make them for the screen, it kind of feels that something is missing. So, you know, I think it's a lot more fun to consume like 3D stuff on, on with VR. Yeah, what it, uh, for sure. And um, I like to know, like, what, you know, what is it about VR itself that, that, you know, that you see in it, you know, where, what, what, what is it about it that is, is alluring, alluring to you? Well, I don't know. I kind of have a, like this. Um, I don't have very like a deep spiritual view of, of VR. I just see it like kind of. A, I have a scenic view. You know, mm-hmm. I I think it's you know it's just a display. And you're just seeing polygons. I don't think it's something so spiritual. But I just think like I don't know. It just things feel better when they are you know they are big and they have scale and it just adds it just adds to the experience so much. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's no, that's extremely valid. It, 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 the sense of scale that um, that you're able to get out of a VR HMD is um, unlike 
anything nothing else can provide um yeah, yeah, so so there's definitely yeah, yeah you know that's that's a big thing and uh yeah i don't know it's you know we're so great for all for all kinds of content and mm -hmm. you know one thing one friend of ours said that one really cool thing about vr right now is that when you when you are in the experience you kind of have to focus you know uh he this guy had like made gave, given vr demos for for executives in poland mm -hmm. and he, he went from company to company to give vr demos to xx and and this one guy said that during this vr experience like 10 minutes it was the first time he was able to concentrate on something for years you know wow so that's that's a really cool thing to me like it kind of you know forces you to 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 really like be in the moment and, and focus on something and just live in the moment you know of course i know many people are, are trying to kind of uh you know make tools that your you know phone can bring messages into vr and kind of you know it's not going to be like this for a long time but we, we better enjoy it while it's like this yeah yeah i mean <laughs> while it's like this i mean wh what do you think it's going to turn into <laughs> Well, um, basically, you know, have, having played for, for VR since the summer, I, I don't think that, you know, computers are going to go this way. I think it's, we're going to get rid of displays pretty much for the main computer. I think we're going to have VR OSs pretty soon. I think, you know, I think soon, you know, you're going to be browsing the internet from your browsing room or your feed room and using that to enter into VR experiences. So I think it's going to go full VR myself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there's indications that it is heading in that direction with Android, uh, with Google working on Android VR and, um, you know, yeah. uh, Microsoft making Windows 10 VR compatible or something like that. Um, so. So, yeah, that's a, that's there's definitely I mean, but where does Web VR fit in into all in, into that, you know, narrative like, you know, when people have, you know, VR operating systems and, you know, the desktop is gone, uh, you know, five to seven years from now, it's 10, maybe, you know, like what are where, where is Web VR in all of this? Well, I think uh, it's going to be very much into this because, you know, there's one thing that's not going to go away is the World Wide Web, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's just, you know, the huge information repository of the humankind, you know, it's not going to go away. So web is going to be there and you're going to want to be able to link into VR stuff directly. I think I personally, I think web VR is going to be the main way of consuming VR in the future. So I think it's going to be really strong. You know, you're going to be in your browsing room. You're going to be browsing your Twitter feed in your VR room, and then you're going to be clicking on on stuff in your feeds, which is going to be web VR, and it's just going to load into your into your headset. That's what I think. I think you're mostly right. I think web VR is a sleeping giant, um, and it's yeah, gonna... it's going to take a while, but I, I think it's going to go there. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 and I like the idea that you know through web VR we could you we could you know democratize how people create value for themselves and you know cut out the middlemen you know the companies that charge you thirty percent to have their yeah, their stuff published. I think I think we're gonna need them too. I think just we're just gonna it's it's cool to have both. You know, mm -hmm. I mean we're gonna have the AAA titles and we're gonna have uh, the app stores and that's cool. You know, it's yeah. it's you know we need both basically. I think. 
I th I think so too. I think competition is healthy, but but at the same time, you know, I wonder like, what do you think it's gonna take for web VR to get to the heights that we imagine it, it it'll get to? I mean, what are, what are, what is necessary that needs to happen? Well, it's just gonna take some time and and and, and people getting involved. Basically, you know, we're just gonna need, we're gonna need uh, the browsers support it first and foremost, like with WebGL. Uh, it took a while. Like WebGL was started in 2006, was the first when the first experiment started to happen, and then people started little by little experimenting, and then little by little the big companies got behind it, Google, Firefox, and then I think it was like was it last year that iOS 8 finally came and supported WebGL. So it took like what six seven years before we had like almost universal support. Yeah. So it's just going to take a while for everybody to catch up, but I think it's going to happen a bit faster with WebVR than with WebGL, hopefully. Do you see yourself competing with uh, another group or company or entity at this point? Um, no, not really. Um, I think I, I really like the the current VR scene. Like it's all about collaborating at the moment. Mm -hmm. Like everybody is talking to everybody, uh, and people are just experimenting, and, and nobody really knows like what's the correct way of doing things. So I, I haven't seen a lot of competition at all. So I think that's really really cool. Yeah, you know, going back to navigating the web in, in through web VR, you know, I, I wonder like uh, what is what is that interface going to look like? How is you know, and I and I wonder, like, and this is obviously a super hard question, but like, what is it that will make people want to come back to VR? Like, yeah, you put a, you know, you people put on the headset now, five minutes, holy shit, that's awesome. But then, but you know, but you know, how do we get them to come back? And and I'd like to know whether that answer is found in the interface, you know, by allowing us to be more efficient in the way we consume information. Or is that, or is there something else that will will pull people back into VR? You know, what do you think? Well, I first of all, I don't think like people are gonna browse the web. I mean, you're gonna browse the web with the VR headset on, but you're gonna just be browsing mostly. You know, if you're gonna browse Twitter or Facebook, you're not gonna be browsing some three D thing like Shadows VR. You're just gonna be using two uh, D interface in the 3D world, right? But I think uh, when the VR OS gets here, like I think this virtual desktop, you know, you have, you've probably seen that for the Oculus. This is a, mm -hmm. a good like first step to that. Like, like you're going to be in some 3D space and you're going to be browsing, you're going to have windows left and right and up and down and you're going to be browsing like 2D content. So that's, that's like how I see browsing the web in VR. I don't think there's going to be like a VR Wikipedia where you get a walk in some kind of, you know, I don't think that's, that's, that's anyway useful. So, you know, I think the 2D web will stay 2D web. You're just going to be browsing 2D web mm -hmm. in a 3D world, very much like you're doing right now in the real life, you know, you're, the real life is 3D and you're looking at your 2D screen yeah. like a phone. And well, what's going to make people come back to VR? Well, I don't know. Like I was actually one day I was using the, the virtual desktop and I actually forgot I was, I had the headset on. I was using it for hours. So I don't know. It was just like, because you know, you can have this huge screen and, and 
don't know. I think uh, you know the more we have, more content we have, and and the less you have to take the headset off, the better. Like I think people who try the Gear VR say that you know it's really great that you don't have to take the headset on and off all the time yeah. because you can you know go from one program to the to the other without taking the headset on, and I think that's going to be a really big thing. Like it really sucks that you have to take like, the headset on and off all the time. You're just gonna want to be in there, basically. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes away from the experience when you have to, you know, yeah, take out the phone and switch the app yeah. or you know, whatever you need to do, like uh, or 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 answer a phone call. Um, yeah. Yeah. On, on the other hand, uh, I think this also this like phone holder VR thing is really exciting, and you know we're getting. There's all all these cool new projects that are looking better and better, like this uh, wearability that was announced a couple of days ago. It looks really cool, and it looks like something you can really quickly put your phone in there and, and just use it. And you know, those are going to get better too. So we're going to get pretty fast away from these clunky headsets, hopefully. So it's yeah. going to get easier all around on 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 mobile VR and on desktop VR and everywhere. It's just going to get better, like. We're still using DK2, so yeah, they, they they kind of suck, right? Yeah, they they yeah, they're old already. It sucks. Yeah. It's 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 like if you show DK uh, if you show DK2 to someone that's never tried VR, they're like, whoa, you know, they tell you like. You know, I had friends come over and 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 I and I showed them DK two and they're like, whoa, they're like, I didn't think this was so far ahead. This, I didn't think this was. Yeah. They would they, they they would say to themselves, I didn't think that this was so advanced. But right now, and I and I'm in my in back ahead. I'm thinking like you haven't seen nothing yet. Like you haven't seen Crescent Bay. You haven't seen. I haven't seen the HTC Vive yet. But based on what everybody's saying, you know, it's you know it's 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 an orgasmic experience. Um, so so. I feel like um, you're right. Like I think it's only gonna get better from here on out, you know, hardware-wise. Um, yeah, actually, it's, it's pretty funny to to develop VR at the moment because you know you have all these things that you hear, hear about and you haven't tried, but you know they're coming, and everybody's kind of developing in a limbo, like waiting for these things to come, and they haven't come, and it's it's a really strange scene to be in right now. It is. It truly, it truly is. You know, what do you think about? Um, visualization of 2d data in in vr like uh unreal engine or epic games had a had some sort of uh twenty thousand dollar cash prize for a team that could use you know 3d visualizations of data um in in vr and and yeah and i'm i'm wondering like you know what are they on to like what is you know it, you know is there is there a way where i can experience twitter without seeing it in a 2d plane you know could it be possible to visualize you know my feed and my relationships with people through nodes and vertices or 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 am i too ahead of myself i mean what do you think you know what what do you think are the possibilities possibilities of data visualization with vr well yeah i'm, I'm not sure about twitter as an example probably somebody can figure that out too like uh, but you know Oh, I've been I've been looking at WebGL stuff for years now, and 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 people are making really useful data visualizations using like WebGL, using 3D graphics. For example, you know you want to show some data that happens uh, around the world, and you use a globe, you know, to show that data. For example, you know you show some colors for the countries, and you show some you know 
you know, there's a lot of lot of really useful use cases at, le- at least for like using 3D graphics to to show data. You know, there are really like relevant things that you couldn't do in 2D that you can do in 3D um, using using WebGL or or, or 3D graphics. Mm-hmm. And now you know it's just a small step then to make something that's going to be in in VR. Basically, that's that you know have something that the immersion is going to add. To the, to the way that you can understand the data better. I think this is the main point. Like, like you want to do something that helps you to kind of understand better, like what whatever it is that you want, you should understand in that experience. So, right. so yeah, I don't know for for Twitter and that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I I haven't, you know, I don't have the the answer. What would be a cool inter free interface for Twitter? Like. You know, it's it's kind of tricky because uh, humans, you know, you can focus on only one thing at a time, basically. Yeah. Uh, and when you're browsing feeds, you're kind of just like scrolling through this list, and you know, in 3D, I don't know how 3D could add to that. Like, you know, it could, you know, show you tweets coming from left to right and up and down. I don't know. I, I hope really hope people will experiment with that, and I think there are going to be a lot of really valid use cases. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I hope so too because I think that if you tie in, you know, Twitter API, um, you know, an existing service that people have a relationship with, with a new way of visualizing it, you know, that sense of uh, unknown is all of a sudden, you know, blanketed by a little bit of familiarity. Like, oh my God, where the fuck am I? Oh. That's my Twitter feed. I've never seen that mm-hmm. thing before like that. And whoever nails that, you know, I, I I can't say that I will or I don't know how the fuck I would, but whoever nails that, I think would easily, you know, create a billion dollar company in the next five years. Like, you know, yeah. And and a lot of people are making like educational VR apps because you know just the immersion that the way you concentrate yeah. in in an immersive environment really adds to how you can you know you, how you can learn and how you can really understand things in a different way. And that's the same thing with with data visualization, basically. Yeah, it's extremely exciting. I mean, the, where this is headed, you know, what you know, in terms of education. Um, but before, you, sorry, before we get to education, you know, if I were a team, um, if I'm trying to build a team, let's say I'm trying to build a team and I'm trying to create VR software, um, right. why should I use web VR if I, and I can only use if, and I can only have resources and time to tackle one platform, um, right. whether it's Oculus or, or mobile or console or web VR. I mean, you know, why should I pick web VR over all the others at this point? You know, should I? What do you think? Well, at this point in in April 2015, that yes. we are now, um, if it's probably not a good idea to use web VR because the user base is very limited. You know, okay. unless you want to really target the the people who are experimenting with that. Um, you know, but I think in the long play, I think, uh, you know, WebVR will be the platform that will give you, you know, the most universal user user base, basically, you know, because WebVR wants to be hardware agnostic. It means that it doesn't matter, like, uh, if you have Mac, PC or Linux, it doesn't matter whether you have an Oculus or an HCC or if you are using uh, phone holders, you know, your, your, the thing you're doing will work on all of those things. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, it, people can link to it in social networks. 
So, so if you want to reach a broad user base, then you should go for for web VR for sure. When you say web VR, you know it, it wants to be like who is web VR, like, and how does how do you know who decides what direction web VR will will take, and what you know what standards to implement, and what you know methodology and what protocols, like who who decides, you know what 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 direction web VR takes? Do you know? Um. So. Basically, there is a WebVR mailing list that's available for, for everybody. And there are people there from, from Google, from Mozilla, from Oculus. And basically, everybody is working together to make it happen. Um, there are a couple of key people at the moment. For example, there is uh, Brandon Jones, who is an engineer at, at Chrome. And he's, he's working on the Chrome side. And then there is a MozVR team who are working on, on the Firefox side. And then there are people you know, on the Oculus side, basically, on that list. And um, the guys from Google and Mozilla are actually uh, working together to write the spec for the WebVR API. And it's it's open. They're asking for contributions. And both of those are open source projects. So it's really up to the community. You know, everybody's getting involved. There's people from, from various, like, agencies and companies uh, on that mailing list. Everybody's working together to make it happen. That's awesome. And, you know, I've had yeah. I've had a I've had Josh Carpenter, Vlad Vukicevic, and Brandon Jones on the podcast, and I never asked that right, question. Yeah. Like I didn't know <laughs> who's running the show, and that's and duh, of course it's the community, and and I really dig that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, Vlad Vlad is like uh, you know the person to mention because he was the one who actually started making WebGL stuff back in two thousand six, and he was the one who started making WebVR stuff in the first place. So. So he's really an important guy for for this for this movement. Yeah, I I spoke to him and, in person. And all of those guys, of course. He's super smart. Uh, a super smart dude. Holy crap. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, you you run into people like that, and it's kind of scary sometimes. Like, holy crap, you're you are uh, something else than human. You you have some power in you. Um, but yeah, you know, what is it uh, that you would like to accomplish? You know, in the you know, in the long run for yourself, like if we're in the, in the whole spectrum of the virtual reality story being told, you know, where, where would you like to be, you know, five years down the line? Well, um, we really like making tools. So like we've been making web platforms and tools for a long time. I was making some music software because before, before this VR stuff. And I really just like making, making easy to use tools for people. And for me, it's the, the best thing is that when people use those tools and, and, and use them to make, make cool stuff. And of course, as for myself, I really want to experiment with, with VR also. Like I see like many, many funny things I could do. Personally, I kind of like to do funny experiments, so I, I see VR for myself as a great platform for making jokes, basically. Hmm. Huh. Ha-ha, <laughs> I like that. You're the first person to say that, actually. And how does, how does joke delivery and, 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 and timing and all those things, like, how do you... How do you... You know, have you, have you thought... Have you started thinking about how do you formulate that? How do you make that happen in VR? Yeah, I mean, there's just, like, infinite 
infinite possibility. Like just today I was working on something we call the hangover simulator. So we have this room that you have a drunk elephant on the sofa and, and stuff is happening and, and the walls are kind of slowly moving. And, you know, you can do just like there's so many funny things you can do and you can just mess with people's heads in, in ways you could never imagine before. And, and just the fact that you can use visual cues to direct your attention to somewhere and then do something somewhere else. And, and you you know, things you can do with audio cues and, and there's just so much possibility for, for humor and funny stuff. You know, you're, I'm, uh, I, I agree a hundred percent. I, I just, uh, I've been playing, um, South Park stick of truth and uh, I got to tell you humor sells, uh, humor sells a lot. I mean, one of my, one of my favorite games growing up was Conker's bad for day. Um, <laughs> and that was pure nastiness. I don't, I can't believe they let children play that game. Um, <laughs> But you know, do you do you go back to gaming? Like, what are, what are your inspirations to create things? What do you what inspires you? Um. Well, yeah, I do some gaming. Uh, not a whole lot. I don't have a lot of time for that now. A little bit. I like like the new art arty games. I play them. But for me, I really like like uh, you know motion graphics and visuals. Myself personally, you know, I like music visualizations and uh, music videos and, and 3D graphics and and that's like my personal personal background. That's what I like. So you'll go to to websites where there's repositories of 3D graphics and art people are posting and you're just browsing and you know taking it all in and then that inspires you to create your own stuff. Yeah, and, 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 and of course, like humor and internet and memes and stuff or the humor stuff. But, you know, like I mentioned before, my background is in, in something we call the demo scene. And I encourage people to check that out. There's like so much cool stuff coming out of from, from the demo scene. Um, Google it and you're going to find some really awesome stuff. Yeah, and I shall put that in the show notes, demo scene. Um, in, what is the last good game, video game that you played? Let's see what what have I been playing? I just downloaded Crossy Road, but I did not like that. I think my biggest uh, good experience with with gaming was uh, Journey on on PS3. Yes. Which is like you know you've seen that. Yeah. Like that that was a wonderful wonderful game, and that would be really cool cool in VR actually. I hope they make a VR board of that. I saw a post on Reddit where someone was uh, was saying like, "Why doesn't Sony bring you know the Morpheus and Journey together?" I think, you know, Journey was when I first tried DK One was one of the first games that I thought about like this needs to be in VR somehow. Like the the you know it's 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 the only game I've ever 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 you know bought went out and bought the soundtrack for because it's you know it's not just the visuals <laughs> yeah. but the music. It's it's just this. You know the whole the whole package is just you know an amazing experience, and I'd love I'd love to be in that world. I'd love to you know see it from the first person perspective in inside VR. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I I think they're probably gonna make that happen. Another kind of genre I would like to visit in VR were like those old uh, point and click adventures, mm-hmm. kind of like ex- exploring games. I think that's gonna be that could be really cool in VR. You know, like Monkey Island VR or something like that. Yeah. Why did you like Journey? Why what what is it about Journey that you like by the way? Um well, it was, you know, stunning visuals for for one thing, and I think the whole thing like how they managed to make the 
you know, there isn't any dialogue and nothing is explained, yet you can understand what you have to do. And I don't know, it was just beautifully executed. Yeah. And I think, you know, kids can understand it and old people can understand it and, and everybody can understand it. And I don't know, somehow it was just so beautifully done. You know, and I also I also like that it was short because yeah. I don't have a lot of time. I have kids and, and and work, so so for me it was like the perfect perfect length of a game. I can I can you know commit my time to this new huge game, so that was perfect for me too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was it was uh, I I I wanted to go more. I wanted to do more, but but I was but I I felt satisfied when I finished it. You know, and it was um, yeah, it didn't. You know, it's like um. It's like this weird bound. It 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 feel it feels like Journey went into this weird boundary between a cinematic immersive experience and a game because it wasn't yeah. quite a no. game, but it was, but it had those elements and it and it wasn't quite a movie, but it had some elements that reminded you of. Some, I mean, it's yeah. Whoever hasn't yeah. played Journey, you need to get you know you need to get on that. It's such a an amazing game. Um, yeah. And, and the music is insane. Um. But yeah, going back to web VR and VR itself, what are you, you know, what are what are your hopes for the future of virtual reality itself? I mean, here's the thing. I saw an article um, by TechCrunch, and you know, I'm going to misquote this for sure, but somewhere in there they said that uh, the VR industry will grow to be uh, around 150 billion dollars um, in the next five years i want to guess um mm-hmm. i mean what does that mean for you is that is that something that you're paying attention to are you are you or, or you know and what does that mean for vr if is, is 150 billion like a, a a good enough number or can it do more do you think it'll do less what do you think well i think those kind of calculations are kind of silly like who knows what's going to happen i personally believe you know VR is 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 uh, gonna be just like everywhere. Like it's, you know, you're not gonna be talking about VR VR industry or something like that. It's just yeah. gonna be like what we call like the information technology industry. Yeah. You know, we're we're not talking. About, I mean, I just see VR as another type of display, basically myself. So we're not talking about the monitor, computer monitor industry. You know, it's just like. We're talking about the whole IT industry, basically, or the web industry. So, I don't know. That's just my personal view of that. Yeah. It. Yeah. I. I agree in the sense that I really don't know either. <laughs> I. I like to make guesses, but I really don't know. I. I um. Yeah. In. In. It's just fascinating to see it happen before your eyes. Yeah. How is? You know, yeah. You just have to be patient. Patient. I think you know it's going to be really strange to see like when when there's actually actually going to be a a device that people can buy. Like <laughs> that's going to be weird to see. Do you think there's going to be peaks and valleys that we're going to have to cross, or do you think it's going to be a straightforward line? You know that will grow gradually, but not you know peak or valley. I mean, what do you what, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of hype for sure. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of, of peaks and valleys as, as, as usual. Mm-hmm. I think, personally, I think it's going to take a, a bit longer than, than people think. I mean, well, not everybody thinks that way, but, you know, there are some people who are really enthusiastic and think, you know, we're going to, everybody's using VR like next summer. But I think it's going to take a bit longer than that, but, you know, we'll, we'll get there, I think. Let's uh, let's make a guesstimate. Uh, by the end of 2016, 
how many HCC Vives slash Sony Morpheuses slash CV1s slash Samsung Gear VRs will be sold worldwide? Mm, you know, people always guess too much. I'm going to say, like, we're going to be in millions. Millions, okay. But, yeah. Not tens not of millions. Well, maybe you know we're gonna. If you're gonna count all the all the phone holders, like somebody said that there's already been like uh, half a million uh, Google cardboards mm -hmm. out there. So if it's like that, then we're gonna be in tens of millions. If you're gonna go out count all the Google cardboards, but yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a lot. I don't know. Can you tell me more about how what the virtual reality community looks like in in Finland right now? Well, um, I've actually been living in, in Greece, in Athens, for the past six months. Okay. So I have, I've been there, but actually there is a community. They're doing meetups, uh, FIVR. There is at least, I know of one game company who's doing a, a, a AAA title for Oculus called Minefield Studios. They have a, this game called Pollen that they're making that's looking really cool. Nice. And, and there are a couple of other commercial projects coming from Finland, you know, the game industry is, is big in Finland. We have a lot of game companies and, and many of them are, are experimenting with VR. So we're going to get a lot of VR content coming from Finland as well. Nice. And where were you born? I, I'm sorry. I can't, I don't know where your, your accent, I have no idea. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Finnish from, from Finland. Okay. Okay. Been, yeah. But you've been uh, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. My, my wife is Greek, so I've been living in Greece for a while and, uh, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Nice. And what does your family think about virtual reality and the people close to you? Like, what do you think? What What do they say when you talk, bring up the subject? Well, I've been giving a lot of lot of VR demos. Like everybody's tried it, and uh, you know everybody is is loving it. And and really surprising people are are getting into it. Like like my mother in law, who's like sixty, was like super enthusiastic about that, and and she hasn't even used a smartphone, so. She was like, she totally got it. And, you know, despite of, of the Oculus warnings, I've been giving uh, some kids to, uh, demos, like five-year-olds, giving them some uh, some Oculus demos, and they are really into it. And I've, I've noticed that small kids don't seem to have any problem with simulation sickness for some reason. Yeah. You know, they just like to be upside down and, and go crazy. Yeah. My 11-year-old uh, cousin, he um, he might as well be Neo inside the Matrix uh, because <laughs> the things he's able to do compared to me, um, yeah, make my brain hurt, literally. And so it sucks because I, I want to, I mean, is do you think that there's a cure to simulation sickness? Is, is there a way for us older folk to be able to experience the G-forces that the younger kids are able to put on their brains? Like... You know, will, will we ever nail it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's of course a lot of things that that you know we can do as as content creators. You know, I think you know context is is big thing. You know, you give some context. You know, if you're gonna be moving, you know, you should be in a vehicle. And actually, I think this uh, what Valve is doing, like you know, room size, room scale VR is gonna be a you know. You know, when you're actually walking around in the, in the space, you know, there shouldn't be any simulation sickness if it's, it's, it's a smooth experience. And also, like, for myself, I've noticed that the more you, you do VR stuff, the less I get sick, mm. even, you know, doing the crazy stuff. Yeah. And, and we've been doing some really crazy experiments, like, you know, 
we've been using head tracking to do like stuff that's not really head tracking like when you move your head up and down you know the, the environment changes in weird ways so i've been doing this kind of weird experimenting so i think my stomach is getting is getting better and better at that <laughs> That. You're pushing the limits, man. You're pushing the limits. I like that. Um, you know, I, the, the other thing I wanted to ask is, uh, man, I hate it when this happens because I have it in the tip of my tongue. Um, but since while I try to remember what it is that I want to ask you, um, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Um, it is double chocolate. <laughs> nice. Maybe, maybe triple. I don't know. What's your favorite animal? Um, well, today I was watching a lot of videos of, of baby turtles, actually. Nice. And and you like you like baby turtles? I, I, I uh, yeah, I like baby animals. <laughs> <laughs> so going, I so I remember the question now. You know, what are the biggest technical challenges facing Visor right now? Um, and and what are you doing to, you know, tackle them? Well, we really want to do like. Uh, basically, there's two things we want to do. We want to do, for the content portal side, we want to make it so that you can browse VR content inside VR so you don't have to take the headset on and off all the time. And on the other hand, we want to make the editor work inside VR so you can actually build uh, stuff in, with the headset on so you don't have to take the headset on and off all the time. And that's that's technically very challenging at the moment. And, you know, we're we're... We are building some some hacks and stuff to make it happen right now, and and uh, and the browser makers and, and and people are making tools to bridge that gap. But at the moment, it's it's very tricky, but we're working on it. Nice. So that's that's really something we want to make happen. Because we really think that's going to be really cool. Nice. And if I want to learn, you know, your visual programming system, you know, are there tutorials on YouTube or, you know, what it, how long will it take for me to get to a, 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 a decent level that I'm confident in creating things? I mean, you know, what does that process look like? Yeah, um, there are, we have a YouTube channel where I'm, I'm, I'm making tutorials and posting them. Uh, I have a new one coming up tomorrow, hopefully. And we're going to add to that. And uh, also, I'm really happy to actually personally, you know, have video calls with anybody who, who wants to try it at this point. So I'm, I can do one-on-one -on -one sessions. And we're also like all the time working on, on making it easier. I think we are about 10% there at the moment. So at the moment, there is quite a steep learning. Well, not really steep, but there's a little bit of learning curve, I should say. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the information is out there and with experimenting, uh, you can pretty fast get results. And that's really, that's a really fun thing with this. So you say you're we're make, we're making it easier and easier. I, 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 that's awesome. And you said you're 10% there. You know, what does that, you know, what does that mean? And when you're, and when you reach 90%, you know, what will, what will your software look like by then? Well, um, when we reach 90%, uh, I think it's going to be like we want to make kind of something like user levels that, you know, some older people who have used this uh, thing on, on old apps called HyperCard are familiar with that. It has like different user levels. So for really uh, like beginner or like new users, you don't really have to know much and you can just kind of like get you know, easily kind of build various things, but then you can just go deeper and deeper and, and go 
you know, as low level as you want. So that's like what we want to go to. Right now, I think if there would be like five user levels at the moment, we have like maybe the first two done or one and a half. So we're just going to be adding like layers to make it easier and easier. And you know, how big is your team? And you know, how, what are your plans to to grow your team? Are you are you is that is that something that's on the on the battle plan? Yeah, like we're really small at the moment. So basically, yeah, the the core of the company is is we are three guys, hmm. and uh, we are now actually just getting our first like seed round together of funding. So soon we're gonna have some resources, and we have a bunch of like friends and hangarounds, and and uh, you know uh, contributors to the project that we really wanna now enable pretty soon because we're gonna have some some funds to do it, and so the team is gonna grow, and we're gonna you know get the show on the road pretty soon. How long do you think it'll take for you to reach a point at which you're satisfied with your product and you can say, all right, world. Come, come, come at me, bro. Well, you know, we're pretty much at that point already, and we're, okay. we're you know, we worked on it since 2011 on the on the editor side, and it, and it's in pretty good shape, and you can use it, and people are using it, and we're getting new users, so that's that's really really cool. So at this point, we're just gonna, you know, be improving, uh, but we're already like showing it to everybody, and it's out there, and. and and you can use it, and you can download it, and you can do whatever you want with it. So, so we're pretty happy with it already. Who do you think is you know from all the demos that you that you've shown this to? Like who who do you think is there a, a, a demographic of people, or or is there a pattern of people that are most excited for this? Mm, well, you know. I think people have had like, you know, depending on your background, uh, people have had like different kind of a little bit different reactions. Like I think, you know, programmers, people who are hardcore programmers are kind of the most cautious about it because, you know, they think that, uh, you know, why would you do visual programming if you can do like real, real programming? So. I think those guys are a little bit on the fence about it, but then uh, we had really enthusiastic uh, reactions from like designers and people who are like front end developers, not really like deep into 3D programming. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, those guys are, have been really excited. Can you see yourself, you know, can you see a point at which visual programming um, will surpass, you know, regular old school programming um, for the casual user? I, I mean, is that is that possible? Mm, well, I don't know, like, is, is there, for the casual programmer, yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. I think uh, it's going to be really, you know, visual programming is a, is a growing trend. Like, one thing worth mentioning uh, for example, is that the design team at Facebook is now they they for like a year or two ago they stopped using Photoshop for making their layouts because you know it's not really convenient to make designs in static programs like Photoshop or Illustrator you know when you're designing an interactive application. So Facebook's design team they have actually built a framework on top of Quartz Composer, which is the visual programming software of Apple, mm -hmm. and they are now using that to design and prototype their applications. 
So, so now in this way, designers can actually, you know, make interactive prototypes that, you know, show animations and moving parts. And, and, and it really, I think it really makes a lot of sense when you're designing an interactive, interactive application that you don't do it in, as, in a static way. So that you're doing it in actual, in an actual interactive way. And it's really great thing with visual programming is that, you know, the designers don't you know, they can do the programming themselves. They don't need a programmer to, you know, to do do the moving parts of the design. Yeah. I'm really excited for visual programming myself because I found that in creating my experiments in Unreal Engine 4, using Blueprint is um, is liberating because I can I can give my, my, my experiments, my projects, a little bit of life without without having to like you know just by looking at a, a tutorial or somewhere and, and seeing like how do you make this move this certain way and and i, and I find it on youtube it's it's liberating when you can give this new tool set to designers you know um and and you expand the role um will there do yeah. you think visual programming will ever compete uh with 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 regular programming will it ever get you know, as as it gets better and better, will it ever get to a point where, like, you know, you you can use both? I mean, is that is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. Like, I, like right now with with this uh, Facebook's origami framework, um, it used to be so that you know the designer makes the the prototype with visual programming, and the pro then the programmer takes it and then codes it. But it's little by little getting into the direction that you know we don't. Uh, you don't need to pass it to a programmer. You can just make your prototype or your design in visual programming and just publish that, and that's it. So you can make your whole application this way, and we're more and more going into that direction. Nice. Um, yeah, this has been a very enlightening and educational conversation, um, and I and I really got to thank you for your time. I, I, is there any thoughts, any last final comments that you have in the back of your head that you'd like to vent out for the community before we bring things to a, a close? Um, yeah, I also thank you for your time. Really fun talking to you. And I just want to encourage developers and everybody else to, to check out WebVR and, and start experimenting because, you know, we need more people experimenting with it. And it's really fun and it's really fast to get started. And, you know, you, know, you don't need to be a graphics programmer or a 3D guru to make, make VR or WebVR. So just everybody get to experimenting. It's really fun. And... We'll see you there. Awesome. And uh, all the relevant links will be in the show notes. And, um, oh, yeah. And, and if you have any questions, uh, it, will it be okay to include your email or include your contact information so that people can get in touch with you if they have questions? Yeah, of course, of course. Okay. And like I said before, just, just ping me and, and I'll happily teach anybody to use our thing. Well, Auntie, you have been a true scholar and gentleman of virtual reality. I, I really have to thank you for your time once again and uh, hope to catch you around. Thank you. Have a nice day.